0: Hi, I'm Brock Goodall, lead pastor of Haven Campus Church. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. Here at Haven Campus Church, we desire to be a church that unchurched people love. And we want you to know that God accepts you exactly as you are. Are you ready? Let's go. I'm really excited to be here with you guys today. I'm sorry, I sound a little bit funny. I lost my voice for over a week which is very difficult as a parent. You cannot yell at your children when you have no voice. <sighs> but we will get through today. Oh dear, Have you ever had good news that you thought was good news but turned out to be bad news? Maybe not. I was reading this week about um, a guy who wanted to surprise his girlfriend for her birthday. And being the good boyfriend that he was, he um, jumped online and he found tickets for her favourite band. So he books the tickets and he books the flights to get there and he books the accommodation and um, everything's going well, so far so good. And um, he gives the tickets to her for her birthday. She's ecstatic of course, she's really excited about this, it's her favourite band, so far so good. Tickets go on the fridge. They're there to look forward to. And the problem arises when she decides she's going to check out who the support acts are for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And she hops online. She goes to their website. And she can't find any information at all about the concert that they're meant to be going to, which leads to a closer inspection of the tickets, which some of you have already noticed. It is actually tickets to the Red Hot Chili Pipers, they are a cover band and who knows what they play, the bagpipes. (laughs) Now if you are the kind of person who wants to go and hear the red hot chili peppers and you get tickets to go and listen to the bagpipes, your good news is probably no longer good news. So today we're going to be looking at um, a passage in the Bible where there's good news that's not good news but it's meant to be good news if that sounds confusing, stay with me. It will all make sense by the end. Uh, would you just bow your heads before we start? God, I just ask that you come and be with us now. Open our hearts to your message. Let me speak your words. Let it be really clear um, what you want us to hear today. Amen. Now, today we're... Um, starting our journey through the book of galatians Uh, if you're new here you might be going what is a galatian we will explain everything as we go now the book of galatians is written by a man named paul and the book of acts records his story he's one of the very influential people in founding the christian church this man named paul Um, but paul has an interesting story Uh, he didn't always start off on this side of christianity in fact when he first heard about this idea of Christianity, he was fiercely against it, to the point of persecuting anybody who said that they believed in it. And one day, while he's on one of these trips to go and find these people who are preaching this message of Jesus, he actually meets Christ on the road himself, and he is changed forever. And suddenly, he realizes that what he thought was good news is not the good news, and he starts chasing after Christ. Um, And when he does this, he has this real um, burden on his heart to take this message, this good news of Christ, to the Gentiles, which simply means people who are not of the Jewish faith. And he's part of the Roman Empire, so there is a huge number of people who are outside of the Jewish faith. And so Paul sets off from his church in um, Antioch, over there on the right, and he goes on this missionary journey and he goes through cyprus and he preaches there and then he heads up to perga and then he goes to iconium and lystra and derby and he preaches the gospel there and he faces intense persecution as he goes through these places in one of these towns he's beaten to the point where the people think he's dead but he has a real heart for these people in these towns and he takes the message of the gospel to them and there are people who believe and What we find is that Paul, whenever he goes on another mission trip, he goes back and he visits these people in these towns. And this area here, where these towns are, is an area of the Roman Empire that was known as Galatia. It would be like modern day Turkey now. Um, So when he's writing this book of Galatians, he's writing to these people in these churches. And Paul begins his letter by talking about a masquerading gospel, a gospel that's pretending to be good news, but is not good news at all. A Bit like the concert ticket. (laughs) Sounds like good news, but it is not. Um, The first thing that he does, though, is he reminds the people of what the good news actually is. And so if we have a look um, in Galatians chapter one, verse four, he just puts it, it's super, it's really simple. Jesus gave his life for our sins, just as God our Father planned in order to rescue us from this evil world in which we live. That's the gospel, pure and simple. There's nothing tricky to it. It's Jesus gave his life for our sins to rescue us. Um, But then he starts throwing punches at this masquerading gospel, this good news, and he says it in verse um, 6 and 7. He said, I'm shocked that you are turning away so soon from God who called you to himself through the loving mercy of Christ. Good news right there. You are following a different way that pretends to be the good news but is not good news at all. You're being fooled by those who deliberately twist the truth concerning Christ. Good news that pretends to be good news but isn't good news. And the people who are coming in and preaching this... This pretend gospel, this masquerading gospel, they're preaching something I'm going to call the gospel of and. Um, I haven't even tested this, so hopefully we're all good. Now, the thing about the gospel of and is that... Oh, gosh, I need... How's our O, H, and S, Tony? Are we all good? <laughs> all right. The gospel of and. The gospel of Christ is that you are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. That's the gospel that Paul's preaching. The gospel of and says that you need Christ and. Christ and. Well, back then it was circumcision. Christ and following all these Jewish laws, Christ, and this, and that, all these "and" that you're adding to Christ. And Paul is really emphatic in his response to this. He says, the gospel has no end. There is no grace and, there is no faith and, there is no Christ and. The gospel has no end." But the word and has this strong pull to it. You know, we look at this message and it sounds so simple. Like, is it really that easy? Like, did did Christ really do everything for me or do I need to add something to it? Do I need to contribute to this to make this thing work? The problem with the gospel of and is that it creates a hierarchy. You know, and you say, well, I've got Christ and the Sabbath, (laughs) up I go. (laughs) Or it might be, um, I've got Christ and I only listen to Christian music, up I go. Or it might be, um, I have Christ and I don't eat bacon, (laughs) up I go. And seriously, some of the ands that we have are ridiculous. The things that we climb up on our ladder with are ridiculous. And the problem with the hierarchy is once you start climbing the ladder, there's always somebody for you to look down on. That is not the gospel. And Paul addresses that idea, um, this idea of hierarchy in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8, and he says, God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we've done, so none of us can boast about it. Hopping off the ladder. Now, Paul knows all about this ladder. Paul's been climbing this ladder his whole life. And in... Oh, yep, here it is. I'm just going to read this from the Amplified Version. But um, further on in in Chapter 1 of Galatians, where we've been looking... In verse 13, he says, You've heard of my career and former manner of life in Judaism, how I used to hunt down and persecute the Church of Christ extensively, and with fanatical zeal, tried my best to destroy it. And you've heard how I surpassed many of my contemporaries among my countrymen in my advanced study of the laws of Judaism, as I was extremely loyal to the tradition of my ancestors. He knew all about climbing the ladder. He knew all about trying to get above the next guy and looking down on the ones who weren't on the same step as you. The problem is that the gospel of and creates competition. The gospel of and creates competition. But the true gospel, the gospel that Paul is so um, strongly defending, is a gospel of community. Yeah? The gospel of and creates competition. The gospel of Christ creates community because we are all the same. We are all standing at the foot of the cross. There's no looking down on anybody. There's no climbing over the top of anybody. We're all in the same spot. We're all saved by Christ and we have community. Now I'm going to keep talking about this ladder for a second, this gospel of and, because there's a lot of problems with it. See... When you start climbing the ladder and you get to look down on somebody that starts to breed pride. And pride is the original sin that got us into this whole mess in the first place. It's the it's the cause of the devil trying to get himself up in a space where he's right next to God himself. Pride. And it brought all of us down. So when we start Buying into the gospel of and and trying to climb the ladder. We're buying into this idea of pride and we're taking ourselves into a dangerous place. Another problem with the gospel of and is that ladders can be unstable and unsteady. This one seems to be okay. But the problem with a ladder is you start climbing and you can fall off. And that's never a good thing. And the other problem is you start climbing the ladder, and how high is high enough? Is this high enough? Is this high enough? Do I need to keep going? Where's the top? Where is high enough? There's no peace in the Gospel of End. There's no security in the Gospel of End. And that's one of the ways the devil tries to get us. He tries to sell us this gospel of end. You can get there. You can do this and this and this and this and pretty soon you're going to be right up there with God. Or he takes us way over this end of the spectrum. Over here. Yep, you're good enough. You can do it. Or over here, he takes us here and he says, you are nothing. You are worthless. I've seen what you have done. I know who you are. Do you really think that God loves you? Honestly, do you really think God's going to take you the way you are? You're not good enough for him. And they're both lies. And is a lie. And not enough is a lie. You are neither too good to need the gospel or too bad to be saved by it. That's the gospel. No end, no not enough, just you covered by grace. And as we come through the book of Galatians, Galatians is a book of reframing. Have you ever watched a movie or read a book? And it's interesting, and you're having fun, you're enjoying it, but you get to the end And something happens, there's like a twist at the end, and suddenly your brain just goes like, oh, my goodness. Suddenly everything that you watched before means something else. Yeah? You guys have seen stuff like that, right? And it messes with you. You're like, oh, my goodness, now I have to watch the whole movie again because all these things that I thought I understood actually mean something else now. This is what happened to Paul when he had this experience with Christ on the road and he met Christ he thought he knew how this story went he thought he knew what it meant and then he meets Christ and suddenly it's just like poof, brain explosion everything he thought he knew now has to be read in a completely different light it all has to be read in the light of the gospel It all has to be read in the light of Christ And that's why he is so adamant and so determined to defend this gospel. Because it's the lens by which everything now has to be viewed. And it changes everything. Now Paul has read his Bible back to front and front to back and he knows it probably knows a good portion of it off by heart but it all means something different after Christ and so when we read it when we read the gospel if we're not reading it when we read the Bible any part of it if we're not reading it through the lens of the gospel through the lens of a God who came down to save us then we're missing the beauty of what's there we're missing the truth of what's there, it's information and it's stories, but we miss the true point. And so then when we go back and we look at a story like the Tower of Babel and these people trying to build a tower to get to heaven, we can suddenly look at that and say, This story is actually reminded to me that there's no way I can get up there myself. And so heaven came down for me. And when I listen to the story of Moses leading the Israelites out of Egypt, out of slavery and into freedom. It's a picture of what Christ does in my life when he leads me out of slavery to sin and into freedom in Christ. The gospel changes everything. And when I look at the story of David defeating Goliath and saving his people, it's not so much a story about a young boy with a stone beating a giant. It's about a God who would one day come and defeat our enemy and save his people. It all changes. All of it, the whole story, our story, your story, all of it reframed through the gospel. We are saved by grace, through faith in Christ, not because of anything you've done, no ends. No, not enoughs, just you, covered by the gospel. I don't know where you've been standing in regards to the whole gospel thing. Um, I don't know if you've been trying to climb the ladder. I did that for a long time. I don't know if you are over here and you think that there's no way no way Christ wants you. Or I don't know if you're just right outside the whole thing and you're wondering and you're leaning in. The gospel, the cross of Christ is there for all of us. And it's the place where we all gather and we all meet and we all are as one because of Christ. Narice um, and Dave... Do you guys mind just coming and sitting in the front row for me? Um, If any of this has um, pulled on your heart, if you um, have been right outside this whole story and you want to come in and be a part of it, um, or if you have felt like you're not good enough and you want to come into a God who loves you where you are or if you've been trying to climb the ladder and you're tired of it and you just want to let go and let him do it I'm just going to ask these guys to sit down the front for a little while at the end and if you want someone to pray with you about this, if you want to pray and ask God into your heart, if you want to be a part of this whole gospel story, this whole salvation story, these guys are going to be here for you. Um, If you want to Pray about letting go of the ladder, they're going to be here for you. If you want to pray about coming in and um, letting go of the feeling that you're not good enough and knowing that you're loved by God, these guys are going to be here for you. Would you just bow your heads with me? Thank you, God, for Jesus. Thank you that you sent your son. Thank you that there is nothing that we have to do, that we don't have to impress you. We don't have to climb ladders. We don't have to feel bad about ourselves. We are loved by you as we are. Thank you for that. Thank you for who you are. Thank you that we are so loved by you. Amen. If you have any questions or want to know more, why don't you send an email? to connect at havencampus.church